Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. And please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to have you join us in person at 10 a.m. this Sunday at Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can also connect with us online at frbc.com. Thanks again for checking us out and enjoy the episode. Ecclesiastes chapter number three. Ecclesiastes chapter number three. We have uh, been in a series entitled Changed. What does it look like uh, for us as Christians to be changed uh, by the word of God, uh, changed from the inside out? Uh, We talk a lot about how the Christian faith uh, is a faith that does change us. And yet so many times we um, are not changed. And so um, the really the whole goal of the series is to really teach what does change look like? How does it occur? And so um, last week we really talked about the heart of change. And I I hope that you listened uh, last week because uh, really this week is going to kind of tie into that as well. And so today I want to talk about the seasons of change, the seasons of change. And I want to really uh, give you almost uh, the gracious side of change, all right? Uh, what does the, how does God see change in our lives? How, do, how does it happen? Uh, but not only how does it happen, but how, how should we view it as Christians and as human beings? And so Ecclesiastes 3 is a familiar passage. Sometimes I, I hesitate teaching out of familiar passages because I think that uh, if you've been in church for any time at all, You hear Ecclesiastes 3 and you're like, oh, I already got this one nailed down. Um, But I want to pull a principle out from verse number 2 that I think is applicable to our series. And so the Bible says this in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Let's go back and I want to read that one more time. I want you to listen and uh, maybe view it with fresh eyes. But it says this, to everything there is a season. To everything there is a season. Remember that. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Would you say that last phrase starting with the time to plant in verse number two? Would you read that out loud together with me? Ready, begin. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. There is a time for every season. There's a purpose for every season. And so I want to talk to you about the next, for the next couple minutes about the seasons of change, the seasons of change. Let's pray. We'll ask the Lord to bless us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you would uh, give me wisdom as I speak, Lord. You know that I am weak today, Lord. Uh, you know that um, many in this room are tired. It's been a long week. And so, God, I ask that you would help us today to see how you view change and to see and identify the season that we are possibly in as Christians. Lord, may we see that you are a gracious God. And may we step back and look at the season that we're in and see what you're preparing us for in the next season. I ask that you would uh, fill me with your spirit today. Lord, empty me of myself. In your name we pray. Amen. 
How many of you have ever heard someone say something to the effect of, well, it's just a season, it's just a season. So maybe it's a difficult time. They say, well, it's just been a difficult season. Um, I love seasons. Uh, in fact, we are, fall is my favorite season. How many of you are fall people, you fall people? Man, I, I used to be like a summer person, but it's just too stinking hot. Like, it's just miserable. I used to like spring, but I sneeze too much. And then um, winter is just it's the worst. Like, honestly, um, uh, I like Christmas, but I hate the cold. And uh, a couple years ago, I think we had like a, a winter where it was like seven and eight degrees. And it's like, no, like, I, no, this is, you, we shouldn't have to do this. Like, this shouldn't be how this works. And so, but the truth is, is that the interesting thing about a season is that no matter how much you enjoy the one that you're in, you're also always ready for the next one. Uh, when summer comes, like everyone's really excited about summer and, oh, I've got all these plans that I'm going to accomplish this summer. Like I'm going to start working out and I'm going to get my summer body ready and I'm going to read all these books and I'm going to do all this. And so we're ready for the summer. And then by the end of the summer, it's like, no, I hate this summer. Like, like bring on the fall, bring on the hot chocolate, bring on the apple cider. And we get into the fall and the leaves start to change and all of that. And the weather starts to cool down and, and we love the fall, but it's kind of like, all right, we need Christmas to get here. And no matter what season you're in, you're always ready for it to end and move on to the next one. And it's almost like that God in his infinite wisdom, when he designed the seasons of the earth and the seasons of this world, the thing that we know is that those are coming no matter what. You can, you can try to live in the summer as long as you want. You can try to live in the fall as long as you want. But the truth is, is that you, the, those seasons are coming. You cannot control them. And sometimes the same is true with the seasons of your life. The seasons of your life are somewhat out of control. Maybe right now you're in a season where it's like, it's difficult. It's trying. It's testing you. It's frustrating you. It's overwhelming you. Maybe you're in a season right now where you say, you know what, I'm in a season of success. Like, I just kind of feel like everything's floating the way that I need it to. Like, everything's moving the way that it should. And that's a season. And then just like the seasons of this world and of, of our year and of our calendar cannot be controlled, the season that you're in in your life is somewhat also out of your control. But what you've got to understand from this passage is that every season has a purpose. And what I find interesting about this passage that once again is so familiar but is also so helpful is that every season has a purpose. But I want you to hear this and please don't miss this. Every season has a purpose that is preparing it for the next season. Every season has a purpose that is preparing it for the next season, meaning this, that what we don't under, sometimes even understand about the seasons of our calendar is that the fall is preparing, its, is preparing the ground for the spring. The dead of winter, when we look at the trees and we just think like, oh, this is so ugly, it's so cold. It has a purpose. The growth of, those, of that tree, of that vegetation, of whatever it is, it is preparing it for what is next. And so even in the ugly, gloomy, dreariness of winter, there is a preparation for the growth of spring. The hot, sunny, heat, dry in the middle of the summer, in the middle of July, that is preparing it for the fall. Each season has a purpose, and the purpose is to prepare it for the next and to prepare it for the growth. So the first thing that I want you to see out of this passage is that every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose, which means this. 
that no matter what you find yourself in right now, no matter what season you are in, you have a purpose and it has a purpose from God and your heavenly father. What you are experiencing right now is preparing you for something else. It is teaching you something. I was just having a conversation with someone on, uh, I can't remember what night it was. I think it was Friday night now. Um, But I was just having a conversation with someone just this week. And they were talking about what season they were in. And I shared with them a thought that I I, I read one time. I can't recall who who said it or where, where I read it. But he was talking about the darkness, the dark seasons. He called it the darkest night of the soul. And he said this, that sometimes in the darkest night of the soul, our temptation is to remove it. How do I get out of this? When, when you're in a tough spot, you want to immediately work to try to figure out how to get out of it. But sometimes what we fail to see is in the darkest moments of our lives, God is actually teaching us more about himself than in the brightest moments of our life. You learn a lot more about your dependency on God when you've just been broken up with, don't you? You learn a lot more about your dependency upon God's resources when all of a sudden you have no one else to depend upon. Maybe there's not enough money in the bank. You learn a lot more about trusting God when all of a sudden maybe the, tr- the person that you've placed trust in, your trust has been broken with them. And if every season has a purpose, please listen to this. That in the moments of our difficulty, rather than seeking to try to remove ourselves from them, we should seek to find what God is teaching us and preparing us for in that season. So the first thing that I want you to see is every season has a purpose, but then let's get very practical for these last two. Meaning this, that if every season has a purpose in your life, there is a season of planting. He says in verse number two, a time to plant. A time to plant. What right now is God planting in your life? What right now are you intentionally planting in your life? Some of you, you say, oh, I just have no hopes of ever finding a mate. I have, I have no hopes of ever finding a boyfriend or ever finding a girlfriend. Please listen to this, okay? Plant now what is preparing you for that moment as a husband or as a wife. Some of you say, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be a good parent. I don't know if I'm going to be a good mom or a good dad. Plant now what you want to see growing as a mom or a dad. Maybe you say, I just don't know what, I don't, my, my job security, it's a little bit shaky. I don't know that I want to do what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Plant now what you want to see growing in five, ten years. Because there is a time to plant, meaning this. There are times in your life to where you should be putting something in. You should be inserting something into your life. You should, you should be preparing the ground. You should be laying the groundwork. You should, you should be preparing for what is coming next. This past summer, um, it was technically supposed to be in the spring, but it ended up being in the summer. My wife and I, we planted a little garden. We did horrible with it. Uh, I think we grew better weeds and grass than we did any, I don't even remember what we planted. That's how bad it was. But we, we it wasn't that bad? Okay. Well, I just wasn't very involved in it then. All right. Um, but my job was to till up the ground. 
and it, we had kind of let it go a little bit too long into the spring. And so uh, we, I, I rented a tiller because my family, are, between really our two families, I think that we own like 25 tillers. And for some reason, all 25 of them were broken. So, um, but, so I went and rented one. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to rent like the, not the smallest one. I'm going to rent the little bit bigger one. And, and so um, I got like the middle range one. Like there was like this big commercial tiller. And then there was like this one that it's like, I don't think that would till up like a feng shui garden that you get from Dollar Tree. Like, I don't know that it would do that. And so that was supposed to be funny. You guys are lazy today, all right? Um, and so anyway, so we got like the middle of the road tiller and I got behind it and I just remember it was not doing anything. Like it was just so tough. So I ended up having to go over some spots like four and five times. And I don't know if you've ever tilled something, but like it, you don't drive the tiller. It drives you, okay? Like you're, it, it's kind of like you go where it goes and you just kind of hope that you get some ground in between and not your toes, all right? And so I remember we, I was, I was tilling that up and I was preparing it and whatever and then we I would get to the end of a row and I'd look back at it and I'm like that stinks like there's still grass in it and so I'd have to go back over it and then the way that the tiller was made the tines were all twisted and and, and so I'd have to flip it over and I'd have to start pulling all the grass and stuff out and the dirt would clod up but what was happening in that moment there was a time to prepare there was a time to plant meaning this that if we wanted, I don't even remember what we planted. What's some, one thing that we planted? I just need one for this illustration. What? Okra. We planted okra? <laughs> Man, told you I was very uninvolved. I had my one job. That was it, all right? But if we would have just gone out there and just thrown seed out, thrown okra seed out, we wouldn't have gotten anything. Why? Because there was, the ground was not prepared. We wouldn't have known what row it was in. We, we, would have, we would have taken different care of it than we did the, the way that the corn row. You have to know what's in the ground. And so please listen to this. You may be at a spot in your life right now where you're putting some things in and you just feel like, what is the point? What is the point? Unfortunately, you don't plant a seed one night and walk out the next day and have a corn stalk. That's not the way growth happens. Growth happens over time, meaning this, that if you are in a season right now where either you or God or maybe some sort of leader in your life is planting something, that is because it is preparing you for a season of growth. I wish I would have written down in my life all the moments that I've been through and that 5, 10, 15 years down the road, I look and I say, oh, that's why God did that. That, that's why I went through this, or that's why this happened in my life. So first of all, there is a season for, or, well, first of all, every season has a purpose. But secondly, there is a season of planting, but then thirdly, and we'll be done, and then we'll apply this to change, but there is a season of plucking. There is a season of plucking. I guess if you wanted to say it in more of 2022 terms, there is a season of removing, all right? That's what I use the Bible word, all right? So he says this. And a time to pluck up that which is planted. It could be in your life right now that there are some things growing and some things that have been planted that are not good. That are not what they should be. Maybe it's that you've allowed bitterness to grow in your life because of some sort of thing that's happened in your past. Maybe you've, maybe you've allowed some sort of carnality, some sort of sin just to run rampant, and so it's growing in your life. And it's, it's weeding out all of the good growth because of whatever's going on. 
Isn't it interesting that the Bible, to go back to my first illustration with this uh, as far as bitterness, isn't it interesting that the Bible refers to bitterness as having a root? It says a root of bitterness, meaning this. Something that has a root will constantly be growing until you remove the root. Maybe it's just doubt. Maybe you have doubts about God. Maybe you have doubts about the Word of God. Maybe, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's some sort of wrong philosophy. But you're allowing things to grow in your life that should not be there. And so they are weeding out. They're overtaking anything that you could possibly be planting. And there is a purpose for every season that you are in. But there is a time for you to plant and to insert things into your life, but there is also a time for you to pull things out of your life. And so please listen to this, and we'll be done. When we talk about change as a Christian, sometimes we look at something, and I've taught lessons in here about, okay, you need to, you, we need to start doing the 90-day journal, and we need to start doing this, and like, we need to be changed, and we need to, we need to allow God to change us, okay? And all of those are true, but you may be sitting there as a, per, as a 22-year-old college student in MTSU or whatever, and you think, oh my goodness, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that kind of change. I don't have time for life change. Have you ever been in a place to where sometimes you feel so overwhelmed that you know what you should do, but you can't even find the, the you can't even have the mental energy to do it? Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed financially. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. And it's like, I just need to go and buy a coffee. And it's like, that's the last thing that you need to do, all right? Like, oh my goodness, I'm broke as a joke. I need to go buy something. Like, no, all right? I saw something the other day that said, uh, it was like one of those things, see, this should have been the meme of the week, all right? Uh, but it said, it said, my therapist, do you feel like that you are coping well with your anxiety? And it, or do you feel like you have a method of coping with your anxiety? And it was some lady pushing a, a Target shopping buggy out, and it was like overflowing with stuff, and it said, me, yes, I have a way of coping with my anxiety. And it's like, that's kind of how we feel sometimes, isn't it? Like, like oh, I just feel so overwhelmed with, like, with my finances, so I'm going to go and put stuff on the credit card. It's like, no, that's not what you need to do, all right? I feel so overwhelmed with my health, I'm going to go have a cheeseburger, all right? I feel so overwhelmed spiritually, I'm going to go watch Netflix. Like, it's almost like when we get to the point of being overwhelmed that we actually do the opposite. And what we have to understand is this is that there are seasons of change, meaning this. You may be in a season right now where your Bible reading and your spiritual growth is not to sit down with a cup of coffee that has Jeremiah 29, 11 in the froth of it and to just have this enjoyable time with the Lord of like, oh, I have three and a half hours that I need to spend with God, okay? It may mean that your time with the Lord right now looks a lot more like, okay, I'm going to pull my phone out 15 minutes before I get to work or, or 15 minutes to stay late, 15 minutes, and I'm going to read the Bible. This is my time of growth. Please listen to me. That's a season and that's okay. That's the season that you're in. And God has given every season for a purpose. And the season that may be forcing you to say, well, I don't have a ton of time to pray. I don't have a ton, I don't have a ton of free money to give. I don't have, uh, there's not a lot of space in my budget right now to give. That's a season. That, that's a season. And there are seasons of change. And the last thing that I want you to do, and I believe the last thing that God wants you to do is this. 
is to get to the point to where we're so discouraged because we can't that we don't. I want to say that again because I think sometimes we miss it. We're so discouraged because we can't that we don't. Well, I, 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 just, I just can't give two hours to Bible reading. I, I, just, I just can't squeeze in the time to do this, okay? I, I just can't go and grab a door-knocking map and knock, knock 26 doors and invite people to church, okay? But you can hand a track to the person that you get a cheeseburger from this week. I don't know why we're stuck on cheeseburgers today. I guess I'm hungry, all right? Cheeseburger, yeah. Just because you can't doesn't mean that you shouldn't. And so if you are in a season right now where you say, you know what, this is just a, this is a difficult season where God is just really planting some stuff in me. I'm having to go through something difficult. Don't use that as an excuse to just say, well, I'm not going to do anything. This is a season where, where I, I don't know that I have the time to do I don't know that I don't know that I have the resources that here within the next couple of days we'll start rolling out gifts that, we can, that we're going to try to give to the missionaries that come in for our missions conference here in a couple of weeks. Okay? And we can all be a part of that and we can, we can serve them and it's great to serve them. But guess what? That doesn't mean, and I don't believe that God is pleased when you go back there and you have $50 in the bank account and you're like, I'm going to go pick up a $500 gift on the, off of the table to get. No. But watch this. You can give in a way that where you say, you know what? I'm going to just jot them a card and I'm maybe going to put a Dunkin' Donuts gift card in it. $5. Just because you can't doesn't mean that you shouldn't. And whatever season that you are in right now, please listen. The principles are still the same. God still wants you to walk with him and talk with him no matter if it's for 10 minutes or for 10 hours. God still wants you to be a giver no matter if it's $10 or $10 million. God still wants you to tell others about him no matter if it's you knocking 50 doors in your neighborhood or you handing, it, handing something to the person who gives you your coffee. God still wants you to do those things. And sometimes what we are so guilty of when it comes to change is that we paint this big picture of, well, if you're not doing this, then, you, then you're not doing anything at all. No, 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 no. Just because you can't doesn't mean that you shouldn't, meaning this. Maybe as a Christian this week, you just need to say, you know what, God, I'm going to give 10 minutes to your word each and every day this week. 10 minutes. I think we can do that. Lord, I'm going I'm to spend time in prayer and for five minutes this, each day this week. I'm going to tell one person about, about you this week. I'm going to give one thing to someone this week. If you go back and you look at Scripture, and this is so intriguing to me, and I'll say this and we'll be done, okay? God did not use the magnificent in the lives of the disciples. He used the faithful. God didn't use the, just the, you look at Peter and James and John, okay? Fishermen. He didn't go and get the wealthiest people. He did, in fact, when you go to Acts chapter number four, I think it's probably one of my favorite passages. You go and you look at Acts chapter number four, Peter and John roll into a city and the people of the city say they are unlearned and ignorant men. That, that has always blown my mind, okay? Basically, these guys roll into town and people look at them and say, they're kind of dumb. That puts us in a pretty good boat. I mean, at least me. I'm not going to throw you guys in the same boat as me. You're probably smarter, all right? 
But they were unlearned and ignorant men, meaning this, that God just simply used their faithfulness to do what he wanted to do. And the same is true for you today. Is that you can step back and you can go and you can find someone who's a missionary and they're, they're flying 2,500 miles away and they're doing this. And I'm not saying that that's not what God has for your life, but please listen. Is that I very seriously doubt that God wants you to go 2,500 miles away to share the gospel with someone when he's put someone maybe right next to you or a roommate or, or a co-worker. He's given you someone that you can reach. Maybe it's that you say, well, there, there's people in this church that can give $10,000. They can write a check for $10,000 every week, and, and I just can't do that, so I guess I'm just not going to give. No, you can give. You can find something that you can give. Well, I can't serve in kids' ministry, and I can't serve in this. It's just that I've got too much going on. Okay, but you can serve some way, somehow. And so what I want you to remember today and what I think is so important is that when we talk about change, there are seasons of change. And it could be that whatever season God has you in right now is preparing you for the next. Not it could be, it definitely is. That's the way seasons work. Meaning this, that if you can give $10 right now, it's setting you up to be able to give 1000 Lord willing, one day. If you can serve one, one night a week right now, if you, can, if you can give of yourself for one service right now, it's preparing you for maybe when your time is more free to be able to serve later on. If you can give God 10 minutes of Bible reading right now, it's preparing you for when in your 60s and 70s when you have nothing to do to be able to give God an hour to two hours. Why? Because there's a time to plant but there's also a time to pluck. And so right now, whatever season you're in, please remember, it's a season that you should be faithful and remember that God has a purpose for it and a plan for it to prepare you for the next. So with every head bowed in well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. Remember to take a moment to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and tell others about this content. Remember, we would love to have you be our guest in person this Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can connect with us online at frbc.com and we look forward to seeing you again soon.